Welcome to Beat the Clock Sports Talk. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Joe, you'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Six yards away from Pontiac. Third and three. Montana. Throwing in the end zone. The clock sports talk. Our test looking gets it to Brian. Brian Tillman has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in. Oh, he banks it the three. And the Lakers win the game. And now, and now, your host. Anthony, the Ant-Man Felly. What is up, everyone? I am the Ant-Man. This is Beat the Clock. Coming up on today's show, dysfunction in Big D. Well, we're going to talk about it. We also have player spotlights, and we will discuss and pick the NFL divisional rounds. But first... Whether you are a regular listener or hearing the show for the first time, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss when a new episode drops. Also, follow along with the show by checking out all of our social media and website. The links for all of that will be in the episode description below. Your support keeps the show going, so thank you for being part of the team. Now, back to the action. The story that everyone is following. Dysfunction in Big D, the Dallas Cowboys. What are they doing in Dallas? How can Jerry Jones really be okay with what's happening and has been happening for several years now? You don't know what I mean? Let's take a look at it. Now, this is going to be painful for all you Cowboy fans out there. But I think that it's important to see the truths in the demise. The last time the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl was in 1995. Y'all remember that team? Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irving. Prime time, Deion Sanders. Barry Switzer was the head coach. In 1996, they went 10-6, and won the division, lost in the divisional round. In 1997, they went 6-10, and missed the playoffs. 1998, 10-6, won the division, but lost in the first round. In 1999, they went 8-8, which was good enough to get in the playoffs, lost in the first round. From 2000 to 2002, under Dave Campo, Dallas fans remember Dave Campo, 5-11, and 11, all three years, no playoffs. In 2003, 10-6, lost in the wild card round. 2004, 6-10, no playoffs. 2005, 9-7, no playoffs. In 2006, 9-7 was good enough to make the playoffs. They lost in the first round. 2007, 13-3, lost in the divisional round. 2008, 9-7, was not good enough for the playoffs. 
But in 2009, they went 11-5 and and lost in the divisional round. In 2010, 6-10, no playoffs. 2011 to 2013, I like to refer to them as the Dallas 8-8s because all three years, they went 8-8, no playoffs. 2014, 12-4, lost in the divisional round. 2015, 4-12, missed the playoffs. 2016, 13-3, lost in the divisional round. 2017, they were 9-7, did not make the playoffs, but in 2018, they went 10-6, lost in the divisional round. In 2019, they returned to old form and went 8-8, eight eight, missed the playoffs. 2020 was a disaster, 6-10, missed the playoffs. 2021 through 2023, they went 12-5. and five. Lost twice in the divisional round and lost this year in the first round wild card series or matchup. And oh yeah, in that span of mediocrity, the Dallas Cowboys have had seven different head coaches. After the game, Dak said this about the team and the suspicion that Mike McCarthy might be fired. Take a listen. I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, this team's had the success that they've had because of him. And I uh, understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. So he says, add him to the list. Mike McCarthy is the reason for the team's success and his own success this year. And that the culture, or the standard, to use his word, of the league and the team, for sure the team, is to win Super Bowls. Let that sink in. It's America's team, right? It's them boys. I don't know if Dallas fans realize this or not. The hardcore ones will. But it's been 27 years. This team has not been about winning Super Bowl. It's been 27 years. And Jerry Jones just committed to continuing this train wreck by deciding to keep Mike McCarthy at least through the start of the final year of his contract. Here's how I see it, folks. I'd give Rabel a call. Hey, Mike, you get Dak for at least one year. We have Trey Lance on the bench waiting for a fair shot. We've got real weapons on this offense. We need to shore up the running back position, but there'll be there'll be uh, backs in the draft. Uh, there will be free agents, um, talented free agents that can come in and help out. But all in all, you've got weapons on the offensive side. Your defense, when healthy, is one of the top-tier defenses in the league. We get rid of Dan Quinn, let him go. Find a D.C. that is willing 
to adjust in game? Pick a name. They're out there. I'll give you four years. Mike, are you in? That's what I would do. Tell me I'm wrong, Cowboy fans. Tell me I'm wrong. But here's the problem. I would make that call. Many of you may make that call or a similar one. Jerry Jones won't. And that, for 27 years, has been the problem in Big D. The catalyst for this dysfunction of America's team. It's what it is. (laughs) So while we wait for the offseason and the train wrecks to... uh, that will ensue. I'll be watching. We have eight teams left in the playoffs. The divisional series is this weekend. And man, they're going to be some great games. I'm so looking forward to it. I don't think there's a blowout in any of those matchups. Not one. I think they're all going to be playoff worthy type of games. But before we get into that, Let's do player spotlights. It's time for Beat the Clock. Who are you? Sports Talk Player Spotlight. All right. On the list for Player Spotlight, we have three today. All of them QBs. All of them on winning teams for obvious reasons. And the first one is CJ Stroud. What an incredible rookie season this young man has had. Starting his first playoff game at home, that helps. Going 16 for 21, throwing for 274 yards and three touchdowns. One hell of a game for C.J. Stroud, one hell of a year. Uh, I expect this young man to be the league's rookie of the year, and I would not be surprised if he garnered a few MVP votes. Uh, This team has definitely overachieved, and C.J. Stroud, along with D'Amico Ryan, has been a huge part of that. Second on the player spotlight list is Jordan Love. What about Jordan Love do you not love in uh, uh, in this year's development? I mean, his development has been crazy. I heard Colin Cowherd say this, that Jordan Love, out of any young quarterback had made the largest leap in the middle of a year as far as improvement goes that he had ever seen. And I had to think about it and I couldn't think of any other case where this had happened. He is 100% right in this. And it's been an incredible year. Jordan love in his first playoff game on the road against the mighty Dallas Cowboys. Please hear the, intentional sarcasm he threw for 16 or he threw 16 of 21 for 272 yards and three touchdowns great game great performance his first game on the road in a dome probably helped but he wasn't feeling nerves 
or at least he was uh, not showing it, and he was slinging the ball all over the all over the field. That game was over before it ever started. It was twenty-seven to nothing before the half, and um, and most of most of Dallas's scoring happened in garbage time in the second half. So, uh, shout out to this kid, Jordan Love. Um, he, you know, I, I would love to do a comparison on his first playoff game to Aaron Rodgers. And uh, we probably will at some point. Um, but this kid is special. And I look forward to seeing what he does continuing on through the playoffs and for his career. And last, but certainly not least, the Bucks. Baker Mayfield is on this list. What a story Baker has been. His fourth team in his career after the car crash start, dumpster fire start to his career in Cleveland. Multiple head coaches multiple OCs being traded to the Panthers who virtually left him on the side of the road for the Rams to pick up bet on himself, gave the bucks a a discount, came in to compete with Kyle Trask, won the job and had has played. I mean, with a few hiccups here and there, mostly lights out this year without a running game, despite uh, the drops, despite injuries to receivers, uh, Baker Mayfield playing with the at the level that he's playing with, with the tenacity that he's playing with, elevates uh, his teammates and that offense um, in ways that you can't put on a stat sheet. But Baker Mayfield, 22 for 36, or 22 of 36, 337 yards and three touchdowns, absolute stud over... Uh, what felt like the favorites, Philly, um, had the better year, the better start, uh, the better record, seemingly the better players, and uh, Baker Mayfield leads the Bucks to victory in the wild card game. So that right there, everybody out there listening, is our player spotlight. It's time for Beat the Clock. Who are you? Sports Talk Player Spotlight. All right. Getting into the divisional round. Very interesting games this weekend. Like I said, I don't think any of them are going to be blowouts. I think all of them are close games. I think they're all really hard-fought games. Um, There's at least going to be one thriller on the cards. Uh... And I'll go ahead and pick that. That's that's uh, Bills at home versus the Chiefs. Josh Allen's history against the Chiefs is this. He handles them very well in the season, the regular season, and cannot beat them in the playoffs. But I'm going to pick Allen to finally get, get this one in the playoffs. Uh, here's Here's an interesting fact. This is Mahomes' first playoff road game in his career. I mean, that's that just shows how dominant this Chiefs team has been, but also reflects that they've t- obviously taken a step back. So I'm picking Allen to finally get one in the playoffs over Mahomes. I think if he protects the ball, uh, that you know that this offense is is too explosive for that Chiefs defense, and um, I expect this to be a thriller. Maybe an overtime game, 
but I have the Bills coming out on top at home. They are the favorites because of the home field, but uh, I like the Bills. The next matchup is also in the AFC, Ravens versus Texans. I'm going to pick the Ravens because if not now, then win for this team. I think it's time for Lamar Jackson to finally show that he is the MVP caliber player that he's likely to be voted this year and that he has been voted in the past and that all of us on the outside seem to uh, defend and protect uh, objectively uh, as we watch his career develop. Um, Injuries have have sidelined him before uh, in, in multiple years recently and playoffs have not been have not been success stories for Lamar Jackson. I think it's time for him to finally get over the hump and uh handle his business in the playoffs. I I just think that this Texans team it's set up well for the play uh, for the Ravens because though this Texans this Texans team has emerged very early in their development and and found some very early success uh with this young team, um I just don't know that they're ready for this stage of success. Um, the Texans have a huge ceiling uh, if they stay on this path, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out for them in the future, but this is not their year. It is not their turn. The Ravens are big favorites by nine and a half. I do expect this to be a closer game than that. If I was betting, I would take the Texans, and I don't expect the Ravens to cover, but in the cold, uh, in that atmosphere up there in Baltimore, I just think the Texans are a bit out of their element and the Ravens should win this game. Going to the NFC, I've got the 49ers over the Packers. Again, the Niners are stacked top to bottom. Green Bay is a young and the moment may be too big. It seems like an easy pick. But I do feel there's enough fight in Green Bay. The elements are not going to bother them. They play out in Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra. Um, their, you know, uh, their, their, their stadium is just as ruckus as the 49ers stadium. And so I don't see the elements being a a big problem for them. I think it's just going to be experience. This is a young team in green Bay and the 49ers have been here before. And, uh, and they just seem like a juggernaut in the NFC. So I've got the 49ers again, winning in a pretty close game. I would say two scores. I'd say a two-score game, two scores late, um, and and the 49ers pull away in the fourth uh, to take this win. However, having said that, I will go on record saying this. If I had to choose an upset in the Texans and Ravens game or the Packers 49ers game, I think the Packers have the best chance to upset the 49ers, uh, more so than the Texans over the Ravens. Um, and so I will not be surprised if, we come back next week to evaluate this and we're talking about the 49ers being put out and the Packers upsetting them. So take that for what it's worth. I would not be surprised, but as if I was betting this game, I would not bet the Packers. And lastly, in the NFC, the matchup I certainly am waiting for, I am taking my Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield over the Detroit Lions on the road. Defense is going to be key. In this game, um, ball uh, quarterback pressure. Who's going to get to the quarterback? Who's you know who's going to create havoc in the backfield? Uh, I'm looking for the Bucks to be able to do that. If the offensive line for Tampa Bay shows up, 
and plays a solid game, keeps Baker healthy. I think there, there's some holes in the, in the Detroit Lions secondary that, that can be exposed. Um, we certainly have the weapons to do it. If the, if those young receivers can, can catch the ball, if Mike Williams, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, uh, doesn't fall into this, this pattern of uncharacteristic drops that he found himself in last week. Um, I think that there's a lot of opportunities to expose this Detroit secondary, and I'm looking for Baker Mayfield and co to do that. So I've got the bucks over the lions, which will be considered an upset considering the seating. However, this is a really close matchup. It was a, it was a, a really good regular season game. I am going to take the bucks because yes, the bucks revenge tour is still going. I look. Uh, I'm looking toward uh, getting out of Detroit and heading to San Francisco and continuing the tour there. So that's my picks. Go on uh, social media. Let me know what you think. Leave comments in the in the show. Um, I'm, I'm open to them. I'll respond to as many as I can. I'll try to respond to all of them. Um, you know, but there is a section in, in the in the show description for leaving comments and reviews and things like that. And let's let's talk about it. start the conversation. Let me hear your voice. But, uh, yeah, it's a short show today. Um, all I can say is I can't wait to get back on here next week and talk about the outcomes of these games. Uh, no matter what, I'm expecting really close, old-school, tough-nosed football out of all of these games, and I am here for it. So, until next time, check the link in the show description for all the show's social medias. Like, follow, subscribe, hit those notification bells so that you never miss when new content is dropped. I am the Ant-Man. This is Beat the Clock. So, peace.